0: Hey guys, this is Tina with Reigning in Life. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. We've been looking at the nature and commands of God in Scripture, and we are on chapter 3 of John. So let's jump right in. Um, Verse 1. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus. He was one of the Jewish rulers. He came to see Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. We know that God is with you. If you weren't, you couldn't do the signs that you're doing. Jesus replied, What I'm about to tell you is true. No one can see God's kingdom unless they are born again. How can someone be born again when they're old? Nicodemus asked. They can't go back inside their mother. They can't be born a second time. Jesus answered, Well, what I'm about to tell you is true. No one can enter God's kingdom unless they are born with water and the Holy Spirit. People give birth to people, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised when I say, you all must be born again. The wind blows where it wants to. You can hear the sound it makes, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. It is the same with everyone who is born of the Spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, Jesus said. Don't you understand these things? What I'm about to tell you is true. We speak about what we know. We are witnesses about what we have seen, but still you people do not accept what we say. Verse 12, I have spoken to you about earthly things and you do not believe. So how will you believe if I speak about heavenly things? No one's ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven. He is the son of man. Moses lifted up the snake in the desert in the same way the son of man must also be lifted up. Then everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Anyone who believes in him will not die, but have eternal life. God did not send his world into the world to judge the world. He sent his son to save the world through him. Anyone who believes in him is not judged, but anyone who does not believe in him is judged already. They have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Here is the judgment. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light. They love darkness because what they did was evil, and everyone who does evil deeds hates the light. They will not come into the light. They are afraid of what they do will be seen, but anyone who lives by the truth comes into the light. They live by the truth with God's help. They come into the light so that it will be easy to see their good deeds. That's through verse 21, so that's a lot of stuff going on in that chapter. It's so good. It's like... You know, how you you know, bite into something that's really juicy and good. Like that whole passage is just amazing. So Nicodemus comes and is asking Rabbi Jesus for um, some information. And, and Rabbi is one of the titles that he's known by quite a bit in the scriptures. Um, it means teacher in the Jewish um, culture. So he was recognized. Jesus was recognized as a teacher of the day. So Nicodemus comes. Um, asking questions. And Nicodemus is a Pharisee, which means he's very well educated in the scriptures. Like he he knows his stuff. He's not a stupid man. And he's not an uninformed or uneducated man. But at the same time, there's stuff going on with Jesus that's like, hmm, I don't, I, I need to ask some questions. And I love that about Jesus, that he has this ability to be like super transparent and knowable. And at the same time to be mysterious and and like you want to find out more. Like that's very much who Jesus is. So he comes asking questions. And Jesus says repeatedly in this passage, what I'm about to tell you is true. Or if you're reading the King James, verily, verily, I uh, say unto thee, you know, this is truth. Like I'm telling you the truth. And I love that about Jesus, that he tells us the truth. He doesn't lie to us. Um, and that's so important. Like if you're building a relationship with someone and you don't tell them the truth and you lie to them, I don't know how you can build a relationship with someone when it's built on lies. So Jesus tells us the truth. And I love that about his character. He says, um, no one can see God's kingdom unless they are born again. Verse three. And he says, um, in verse five, no one can enter God's kingdom unless they are born with water and the spirit. Verse six is hilarious. People give birth to people but the spirit gives birth the spirit and that's true and we see see part of like excuse me we see part of the holy spirit's nature in that passage because the holy spirit's job is to birth us into the family of god like his job is to convict us of sin to convince us of righteousness to convince us of judgment so that we will be able to understand that what is going on in our lives is that we are sinning, that we need to repent, that one day we will be judged, and so we need to be saved. Like That's part of the Holy Spirit's job, and he births us into the family of God when we repent and we receive Jesus as Savior. Verse 8 is interesting. It says that the wind blows where it blows, and you can't tell where it is, but you can hear the sound that it makes. You can't tell where it's coming from or where it's going to, so it's everyone who's born with the Spirit. So to me, like following the Holy Spirit, being in a relationship with the Holy Spirit, is a whole lot like being in the lazy river, right? So you ever seen the lazy rivers at the theme parks? Like it's got the floatables that you like, like the inner tubes, right? You get in the inner tube, you get in the lazy river, and it's kind of this constructed pathway of water. And you get in and you kind of float along. There's like a little current. And you float along, and it's pretty gentle, and it twists and turns and maneuvers and meanders. There's no rhyme or reason to it, seemingly. But you also don't have to do anything either, basically. Like, the current carries you along. And so that, to me, is kind of a lot like co-laboring with the Holy Spirit looks like that. Like, you know, there's stuff that I do, but it's really Him. It's His power moving me along through the current. So I love that. Um, Jesus says in verse 10, um, he does this kind of switch in what he's saying. So here's verse 11. Um, I, what I'm about to tell you is true. We speak about what we know. We are witnesses about what we have seen, but you people still do not accept what we say. I have spoken to you about earthly things. It's kind of this interesting verse where he's talking about the whole previous section is like, I'm saying this to you. I say this to you. What I'm about to tell you is true. And then he switches to we. And then on verse 12, he goes back to I. So that verse 11 there where he switches to we, to me, that's really kind of him speaking on behalf of the whole trinity. You know, we speak to you about what we know. We are witnesses about what we have seen. But still you people do not accept what we say. So I think one of the smartest things we can do with our lives is to accept what God says. And there are going to be times when you're not going to understand what God's saying. Like, I can almost guarantee you there are going to be times when you don't understand what God's saying. Because I definitely know that's true for me. There are times when he says things and I think, I don't understand that at all. Um, You know, but here's the thing that I've come to discover over the years. That when I understand something, no trust is required. Like, if I understand why you're doing what you're doing, I don't have to trust you because I understand you. But when I don't understand you, and I don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, it's in that moment that I have the privilege of trust. And the ability to trust someone in that moment is really dependent upon what you know about them. Whether or not their character is trustworthy. So one of the smartest things we can do with our life is to make it easier for us to trust him. And one of the ways that we make it easier for us to trust him is to get to know him. So that's why I'm so glad that you're listening to this podcast. So That's the goal of this podcast is to get to know him. And that matters because if I if I know him, I may not understand what he's doing or what he's saying or what he's commanding. But if I know him and I know his character, then I also know that I can trust him even if I don't understand him, right? So then he goes on to talk about um, that the son of man must be lifted up and that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. That God gave his one and only son, that all who believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. I think that's New King James. So God the Father, we see the nature of the Father on display in these verses. Like God the Father says, I'm going to give my son, that's how much I love you. I'm going to give my son. Jesus says, I love you enough to die for you. And then the Holy Spirit says, I love you enough to come live with you. Like, if you want to know whether you love somebody, try living with them. Like, that will tell you, like, you move in with a roommate. I'm not telling you to move in with somebody before you get married. That's not what I said. I'm just saying, if you, like, have a roommate Like, you find out what love is when the first time your roommate annoys you to no end, right? Or your kids are driving you up the wall. When you live with somebody, you find out whether or not you love them, right? And the Holy Spirit loves his job. He's like, I'll come live with you. I'll convict you. I'll bring you into the family of God. I'll walk with you every step of the way through your fumbling, bumbling life and try to help you every way that I can to have the best that God has for you. Like, they all love us. They love us differently, right? You know, but they love us. They all love us. And they do not want us to come into judgment. In fact, the Father, in verse 17, says that the Father didn't send the Son into the world to judge the world. He sent his Son into the world to save it. So anyone who believes in him is not judged. But if we don't believe in him, we're judged already. So that's an interesting passage. Like, so what sends us to hell is not that we don't believe in Jesus. I know that sounds like heresy. Just hang with me for a minute. So what sends us to hell is not the fact that we don't believe in Jesus. What sends us to hell is that we've broken the law of God. So God loves us, but he's also holy. Which means that if we're going to be in his presence, we must be holy. Because if we're not, you will not be able to exist in his presence for long. That is the power of the holiness of God. And if God led us into heaven without us being holy, well, it wouldn't be heaven for very long. You know? I mean, because the standard for getting in is not good. The standard for getting into heaven is holy. So, like, nobody meets that standard. None. There are none righteous, no, not one, right? Romans 3. So that is why we need a Savior. Because none of us can get there on our own merit. Because we're not holy. We are not perfect. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so the way that, we, that the Father solves this problem, the way the Trinity solves the problem is to say, um, Jesus, you go and be the substitute. And Jesus is like, I will go and be the substitute. Because we all need a Savior. So believing in Jesus is the remedy. Not believing in Jesus is not the problem. The problem is that we broke the law. And the remedy to breaking the law is to have a perfect substitute. And that's why we need the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. right? So we also see about this whole, like, Here's the judgment light has come but people love darkness rather than light and they love darkness cuz their deeds are evil and they stay in the darkness cuz they don't want to come into the light and if they come into the light their deeds are exposed right and every single one of us before we got saved were exactly the same way like let's not kid ourselves right let's let's do a little humility here all of us are screwed up all of us are sinners and we all need a savior there's none righteous so Like when people are living in darkness and they're hiding their evil deeds, it's because they're scared of exposure, right? And so what we can do as people who've been redeemed by the Lamb of God, what we get to do is to say to them, I know exactly what that feels like. I know exactly what it feels like to be scared that your deeds are going to be exposed. And what I can tell you is that God, Father God, didn't send his son into the world to judge you. Jesus didn't come here to judge you. He came here to redeem you. He wants you to come into the light and to receive salvation. And I know exactly what that's like, man, because I used to be exactly like that before I came into the light. Like I was so scared my evil deeds would be exposed. But what I found is that when I came into the light and asked for forgiveness, he gave it to me and he redeemed me. And you can experience the same thing. You don't have to hide in the darkness anymore. The Father isn't going to judge you. The Son isn't going to judge you. The Holy Spirit isn't going to judge you. They've already made their decision. They want to redeem you. And I've experienced the redemption of God, and I ain't got no business judging you. And I ain't going to judge you either. So come on out of the darkness into the light and experience the redemption of God. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on Raining in Life.